You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. Hi, I'm Kent Hunter, a Church Doctor, (laughs) and I'm here to share with you a great story. The Man Who Came Alone to Church. Here's how it goes. My colleague, Tracy, and I were working with a church in Florida recently. We had consulted that church and conducted a series of workshops over the last several months. We were there again. One of the leaders of that church picked us up at the hotel lobby that Sunday morning very early to give us a ride to worship. So we arrived early. Two men were the only ones there, and they had come to unlock the doors and turn on the lights. And we said hi to them and decided to sit outside in their beautiful courtyard entryway. It was early spring, and from our perspective, as those from northern states, we saw a great opportunity to soak up a little Florida sun that we hadn't seen for months. After a while, a lone car pulled up into the parking lot. Still, long before the regulars arrived, the man got out of his car and started to walk toward the church. I noticed that it seemed he had a slight hesitation in his steps. I also noticed that he looked at the buildings And my thought, he's a newcomer. This is all new to him. And I was right. How did I know? I knew because I've been trained to be a missionary. A missionary is someone on a mission. The mission is to reach people for Jesus. And once you get it, you don't lose it. It becomes who you are. And it's not the same as being a church member. Not by far. It's not even the same as being a pastor. You see, I was a pastor long before I became a missionary. You might want to call it the mission instinct. And you can catch it if you want. Churches are full of great Christians. That church in Florida is loaded with people who love Jesus, love their church, love their great pastor, and they worship regularly. They want to grow their church. They really do. Many of them would like to see people who are far from God become Christians. They would even pray occasionally, perhaps, for their nation to become more Christian. However, most of them, honestly, are not missionaries. And it's not entirely their fault. It's a systemic issue. Like most churches, their pastor, their last five pastors, were never trained to be missionaries. 
They probably wanted to be, but it never materialized. Like perhaps 90% of the pastors in the U.S., they were never trained to be missionaries. They were never equipped for mission. Most pastors, honestly, are well-trained to be biblical caretakers. I know. I was one of them at one time. Let's look at the desert and the mission field. For me, the training to become a pastor was a long haul. Back in the day, high school, I was pretty much a pagan whose parents took him to church. And then God got a hold of me during a hospital stay where I was a young man in the bed and in the bed next to me, there was a young man who came within seconds of death one night. He just stopped breathing. The nurses saved him, but in that moment, God saved me. So I decided to become a pastor. I went through a lot of school before I was an official pastor. It took four years of college, three years of seminary, with two years of work in churches as an intern. And then I spent three and a half years of accelerated graduate school, ending with a Ph.D. in theology. <laughs> Yet, I was not a missionary. I learned a lot of good stuff, but I was not a missionary. But I didn't know that. My first church was in the inner city of Detroit. It had declined by 67% the previous 10 years before I got there. You see, five years earlier, they had three full-time pastors. And now, they were happy just to get me, because those pastors were gone. I worked hard and fast. But... I was not a missionary. In my frustration and discouragement, one day I read some mail that I got. I read about a seminary that used career missionaries, American missionaries, American pastors who had been trained to be missionaries and were on the foreign mission field, as we call it. And this seminary brought them back to the United States to teach and train busy pastors in the U.S., pastors like me. They would train us two weeks at a time, three or four times a year for three years. They trained American pastors to become missionaries to America. And when I read that material, I said to my wife, I'd like to give this a try. And she said, are you going to go to school the rest of your life? Fast forward over three years, I became a missionary. The books that they assigned for us to read before we got to class, I, I couldn't believe they existed. I, I had never seen them in all my education. In all my training in college and seminary and graduate school, I had never been assigned any of that reading. 
I didn't even know those books existed. They were written by missionaries who were trained in mission work and wrote about how to be a missionary. All right. Let's get back to the guy on the walk as he was walking up to the church in Florida. So with my missionary heart and my missionary eyes and my missionary training and my missionary DNA and worldview, I watched this guy walk toward the church. I noticed how he looked around, taking it all in. This guy is a visitor, I whispered to Tracy. I got up from my chair in the courtyard and walked toward him. Good morning, I said, not letting on that I too was a visitor. I began to show interest in him. Kind of a no-brainer missionary technique that eludes most lifelong Christ followers. Are you new to this church? I asked, understanding the risk that he had maybe been there for 20 years. Yet, he was way early to be a regular to church. Yeah, he said. I thought I would check it out. Are you from here? I asked. No, he said. I'm moving here to Florida. Well, knowing that many people move from the cold north to Florida, I made a guess to get the conversation going. I asked, are you from the north? What occurred next is what a missionary calls a divine appointment. Church people who aren't missionaries missed most divine appointments. You know why? Because they don't know to look for and expect them. He said, I'm from Michigan. I said, well, I grew up in Michigan. Whereabouts are you from? He said, a little town near Detroit. I said, I grew up in a little town near Detroit. What town? He said, it's called Northville. I said, unbelievable. I grew up in Northville. Can you believe it? So, what's your takeaway? It should be way more than coincidence. You see, God does miracles for missionaries. Most church people wouldn't know that, nor would they do what I did next. I walked this man through the doors of the church. There in the lobby were the two men, the guy who brought us to church and the man who opens a building. I introduced him by name and asked them to introduce him to the pastor when they see the pastor, which, by the way, they did, as I learned from the pastor after church. You see, I checked. But you see, that's what missionaries do. They connect people with people who are connected with Jesus. Well, it wasn't long, and it was time for church. 
The service was about to begin, so Tracy and I left our sunny spot in the Florida sun and entered the church. We went to the sixth row on the right side of the center aisle. And after we got settled, I looked around for my new friend from Northville. There he was on the other side of the center aisle and sitting all alone. It was the only row in the church with just one person in it. And my heart sank. Honestly, I had a few nasty thoughts. What's wrong with these people? And why would that happen in the vast majority of churches in America? I know it's true because we've consulted hundreds of churches. I was filled with thoughts and words, not very appropriate for worship. Worse yet, some of the people that had come to church had entered the row we were in, or we could have gotten up and moved over to sit with them, but we were kind of blocked in, and by then the service had started, and I didn't want to make a scene. Yet, there was a part of me that was upset, deeply upset. Could that be righteous anger? Could that be something Jesus could infuse in you? All right, let's focus on Mission Field America. If you think America is primarily a Christian nation, who are you kidding? Yes, I'm grateful for every Christ follower in the nation. We desperately need every one of them and a whole lot more. Ask yourself, does your heart bleed for the people who are far from God? Are you really a fisher of men and women? Or are you a keeper of the aquarium? Is your passion to be both a good church member and a missionary right where you are? In a way, honestly, it's not your fault. Forget the guilt trip. Americans have defined the mission field for years, almost exclusively, as somewhere over there. And don't blame your pastor and church leaders for not equipping you for the mission field where you live. They were likely not trained as well. I was taught for eight years of Christian college and then graduate school and all that education of pastor training and never got the wealth of mission teaching. And I am not alone. Pastors and church staff can't equip you with what they have never received. Do you see the systemic flaw? Don't blame your pastor and don't blame God 
the culprit is whoever defined the mission field as foreign. However, there are flickers of hope. There are actually two rays of hope. There are a small fraction of pastors in this nation who get it. Most of them got it on their own initiative, like I did. They sought out the very few seminaries and colleges that major in mission principles. Or they got it from church leaders who get it. That's one option. The second option, if you don't have a pastor like that around, another option is what we have developed called the send movement. You see, the word send in the Bible is the same word as a word for mission in Scripture. Based on the biblical teaching of mission, we at Church Doctor Ministries have developed a video series of mission training for everyday Christians. We simply took the biblical mission principles that we have learned and translated them to fit everyday, ordinary Christians. And those everyday, ordinary Christians become exceptional Christ followers with a fire for effective mission in their hearts. And do you think that makes a difference? Oh, yes, it does. The SEND curriculum teaching is not for everyone in your church. I get that. Some people just aren't ready yet. And so you have to understand, we're not so interested in starting a church-wide program just a movement. And if you know, I don't know, maybe five or ten Christ followers in your church who have spiritual heartburn for reaching others for Christ, the send videos will help you and your congregation. And it will infect a mission mentality one person at a time. That's all it takes. Jesus started with just 12. Ended up with 11. But look what happened. You see, the sin teaching is not for what we might call consumer Christians who say, I just want to learn this for myself or maybe in a small group of others, but just as an educational exercise. No, this video series is for people infected with movement passion. And it doesn't have to be a big infection, just a little nudge from God. These are people who want to learn mission, and as they learn it, begin to influence others in their church to learn it, who will influence others in your church to do the same. You see, the end game is a movement, not a program. Yet, like the wonderful characters of the New Testament, mission thinking is contagious. If you want to take the leap of faith, check out www 
thesendmovement.com. If you are not mission hungry, you're just not ready, that's all. And that's okay. Continue to be a good church member. Serve the Lord in your church. However, if and when your heart burns for lost people, and that may be someone in your own family, it might be a neighbor, it might be someone where you work, if you get heartburn for lost people, or if you're concerned about the direction of our nation, and if you have the discipline to learn what missionaries know, take a look at the send videos. Or if you know of any other source that focuses on biblical dynamics of mission principles, follow God's nudge. Respond to his leading. Of all the challenges that face our world, effectively reaching those who are far from God is by far the best solution. Give yourself a shot. Become a missionary. And when that person in your life shows up at church for the first time, make contact. Introduce him or her to others. Sit with him or her. And then, after church, go home, look in the mirror, and say out loud, I am a missionary. And with Jesus right behind you, you will hear him say in your heart, well done, good and faithful servant. And I promise you, that experience will fire your life like nothing before until the day you die and meet Jesus face to face. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been listening to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. If you've liked this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to hear future episodes. Check out Kent Hunter's new book, Restoring Civility, Lessons from the Master, available at Amazon.com.